Good afternoon and welcome to Only Plans. We have our normal co-host here today, myself, Mackenzie. And me, Jesse. And today our topic is we're going to talk about the education system. We have a couple points we're going to kind of run through, um, bounce off of. So I think as normal, let's kind of talk uh, just for a minute about our experiences with the education system. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my family moved around a lot growing up. I was born in Virginia. We spent five years there. I started school in Kansas. We spent five years there. We moved to Missouri and I went through a couple different school districts um, and really all different kinds, lots of different demographics, uh, different sizes. And so I feel like I had a pretty good kind of overall, I don't know, a mixed bag of different scenarios, different types of teachers, different types of learning systems. Uh, but for me, I definitely really fell in love with learning uh, in fifth grade when I got to start being a part of the gifted program. So that was a really foundational element of my experience in the education system. And then growing up past that uh, continued to really shape my idea on how I think the education should education system should look like. Uh, which is a lot different than how it currently looks. I was definitely a high school that was really outspoken. They ended up cutting our gifted program. Um, and then when I got into college, it was a lot different than how I had ex- what I expect- expected, uh, which as someone with two parents who are in the education field, both of my parents are professors at a university. Uh, you would think I would know kind of what to expect, but it still surprises me when they tell me stories or when they're given different classes to instruct. And I'm like, but you don't know about that. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Um, so yeah, that's kind of my overall scenario. I did spend one semester in private school. It was a small Christian private school, the kind where the classes are taught by the parents of the students. And I remember oh, wow. my most like distinct memory was our anatomy class where they began the class with telling us about how we have skin cells that are different than our blood cells that are different from our body cells because we have an incredible Lord and Savior who Mm. knew what he was doing when he designed us. Love it. Love that. What about you, Jesse? Um, So I've spoken a little bit about my school experience on here already. It definitely did shape me a lot as a person. Um, I grew up and I spent nine years at a private Episcopalian school. Um, So that was like a huge foundation for me. I also grew up like only child of a single parent, single mom. So I spent a lot of time at school. Mm -hmm. I got dropped off early in the mornings and then I got picked up late at night. So basically my entire day and everything in my life kind of revolved around school, my relationship with my teachers and my friends there at the school. Was it called latchkey? Is that too too old school of a term for you? I, I think technically it was latchkey kid, but not really because like I still fully depended on my mom to like come Got get it. me. I wasn't within walking distance of the school, so I couldn't just like go straight home and like let myself in technically. Okay. I think there's shades of latchkey <laughs> there because like when I reached an age that where I was old enough to look after myself, my mom did like leave me home on like holidays or sick days and that kind of stuff. So I did like have time by myself as a kid. But since we had to drive like 30 minutes to get to the school every day, I had to stay on campus is, all day. Is that what the term latchkey is from? Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like you have your own key at a young age, like let yourself in and out. Got it. Because I was considered a latchkey kid. I loved it. I would get to say two hours after school ended till five mm-hmm. and they would have different like stations set up for us that we could kind of rotate around. They would have snacks. 
Uh, but I always got picked up. I did not know that that was supposed I think, to mean I something. I think that's the, the term for latchkey. It maybe, makes sense. Maybe I'm yeah. not defining it correctly. It is a little bit of an older term for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I got to know my teachers super well. Education became super important to me. My mom also worked for a really long time in more of the administrative side of education. So that was also a huge deal for her. She was also uh, one of the first kids in her family to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so education and especially higher education has always been like a huge priority in our household. Um, my mom often treats education as like that one way that you're going to move up social strata or like make more money or like pave your way in the world. So that was like impressed upon me from day one was just like, you're going to go to school, you're going to do really well there. And you're going to like put all of your energy and attention into it to make sure you do well. And if you do this, you'll be okay. And if you don't, then you probably won't be. Yeah, I don't think she ever got as far as to say, like, if you don't, you probably won't be one because I don't think she wanted to give me an option not to. And also because it was just like that assumed, like, we won't ever have to worry about that. Like, that's not even an option we're considering here. Yeah. Uh, But I loved school growing up. Again, it was my entire life. I got really close with the people there. I got really integrated into that system. Um, I was like that little teacher's pet kid who like I would stay after and help grade tests and oh my God. <laughs> and no. and uh, I would like I knew where the teachers' lounges were and I could like go pick kid. up things and like all the teachers relied on me. So even like in class they'd be like, Jesse, go grab this for me. I was like, okay. And the students would roll their eyes and be like Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. No, I was not the most popular kid in, in school. For that exact reason. Wow. But I did like it. And I also was one of those kids that did well for like traditional teaching methods. So I was a fast learner. I could Could take notes and memorize things really fast. I did have to like put time and attention into memorizing things, but I had plenty of that time. So I was willing to do it. And then things flowed pretty easy for me. What would you say were some things, whether it was in elementary school or in higher education or somewhere in the middle, anything you can think of now that you're in the workforce and into your career that you feel like either did really help shape and mold you or maybe something you spent a long time doing that you look now and you're like, that didn't help at all. Like that was a waste of time. I think one of the things that I didn't realize until like high school and then especially college that like I didn't mind doing when I was little, but then I realized was an entire waste of my time was that genuine memorization of things where it's like, here's a list of facts or a list of dates or just like bones in the human body. Memorize all of them. You have to know them. You will be tested. And then the week after, no one's ever going to ask you about this again. I understand like the rote practice of that. And there are some things in life that you should just like have memorized, but it seems like such a waste of time and energy to give kids like learn the dates, all important dates of world war (laughs) one, because I don't, that's not important. I'll, if I need it later, I'll Google it. Like it's fun to have like a wealth of random fact knowledge to pull on if you're doing like a trivia night, but it's not important. And then it takes up extra space in your brain for genuinely no reason. I also think that leads to overstress because especially like going into like college and that kind of stuff, even high school where you have to like pull all nighters to memorize things only so that you can do well on the test the next day. And then it never even sticks beyond that. Like at, by the time you hit the final, you're like, well, I completely forgot that yeah. entire section. That doesn't, that got deleted already. Yeah. I had to free up more bandwidth. 
I know I got very good at memorizing at a very young age because of Awanas. Do you know what Awanas is? No, I don't. It's like a, I don't know if they still have it, but I grew up in a Southern Baptist church and it was our Wednesday night. And I think we did it Sunday night too, where the kids would go. And we did a couple different things. I remember we would play kickball in the gym, our church at a gym. Um, but the main thing we would do is memorize scripture, memorize verses, and we could get to different levels in Awanas. You could Mm -hmm. get different badges and I, you would love it. I, we should create our own. Um, (laughs) but as a young kid, four or five is when I started being in it and knowing I could rank up, like all Mm -hmm. I had to do was memorize it and then recite it was, it did help me develop that ability to memorize for sure. So when I got into school, I was already good at that. Um, and then I agree. I, so I was able to always score well on tests. And then when I would look back, I do not remember a bulk of the actual content. (laughs) Exactly. Even when it comes to like, not just the dates of the wars, but what happened in them. Yeah. Because I just remembered what I needed to remember to know how to pass the test. Exactly. And I think that's super common for a lot of people also, because especially as you start getting older, like high school age, and you start thinking about like your life going forward, you're starting to figure out what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So like if I know that I would like to go into something more creative or something more like literature based, I'm not going to pay as much attention in science. I'll pass the class and I'll pass the test, but I'm never going to dedicate myself to fully learning it because I know I'm never going to use it again. Yeah, Like I can still recite the first 10 (laughs) elements on the periodic table for some reason. That's the only part that's stuck. But I'm never going to use that information. It's never going to be like genuinely helpful to me to yeah. know those in order because I, I'm not a chemist, <laughs> nor do I plan <laughs> not. to be. <laughs> I mean, so. bartending counts, right? That's- oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I play with a little bit of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble. I dabble. Um, for me, when I, when I got into the gifted program in fifth grade, it was such a shock to me to fully reprocess what education and what learning could and should look like. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple things that were in our curriculum that even now looking back, I'm like, that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone homeschools or they have young kids and they're thinking of ways they can kind of give their kids an advantage, I wanted to give some examples of things I thought our curriculum did really well. The first one, as I would say, is probably the only one when it comes to memorization that really made a difference for me and still does to this day, which is really early on. We memorized almost all root words in Greek and in Italian and in Latin. Oh, wow. And what that did was just knowing the root words was it made it so much easier, one, for reading comprehension, but two, when it came to the SAT, the ACT, really being able to figure out answers, just the most likely option, Mm -hmm. even if I didn't, even if I did not understand what I was answering. Um, But even now, if I come across a word I'm not familiar with, I know I have those words, those root words so deeply ingrained in my Mm -hmm. brain. Um, And it's still fun for me and those elements to get to figure those words out. And I thought that was something so smart that they taught us. There was a couple of the other couple of things that the program did is the second thing they did that we did every single, it was every Wednesday, we got to spend the entire day in this classroom, this little pod of us, um, was we did a lot with strategic thinking. We would do these things called story with a whole, where our teacher would read us the scenario and then there would be something that didn't make sense. Like it would be, for instance, the we've all kind of heard the example of someone lives in a one story home. One, two, three happens. Mm -hmm. They go upstairs to put the dish away. They come down. X and X happens. Where's the hole? And obviously it's 
it's a one story home. You don't go up the stairs. Um, but they were a ton of different scenarios, but it gets you really good at paying attention and then figuring out putting puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. Um, also in fifth grade, they had us learn the stock market. We had oh, a whole cool. quarter where we had a stock simulation and we got to compete against each other. We got to kind of discuss what we were learning. I don't even remember a ton of like what, I don't know what I got out of it at that moment, but I think the fact that they were introducing it mm-hmm. at that young of an age, and this was in 2005. Yeah. Like, for me, it's really easy to remember the years because fifth grade is 2005, sixth grade is 2006. Oh, okay. yeah. I got the easiest, I think, possible transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they taught us chess at a really young age. Oh, we would play good. chess every single week. And again, I think just that they're teaching us how to think critically. They're teaching us how to think creatively. Mm-hmm. They're rewarding the process and being a part of that process, not just the result. Yeah. And I was always someone who was so, I only knew how to judge myself on results, mm-hmm. especially coming from sports and having at that point put a lot of my self-esteem towards grades because yep. of the way my parents looked at grades, even yeah. um, learning to fall in love with the process for, sure. for me totally pivoted the way I looked at education. Yeah. I think looking back at school, obviously I liked school a lot because I was a little nerd, <laughs> but little I think nerd. that the parts that I loved the most were always things where I got to engage deeper. So like anything where like when they gave a reason why we were learning it or why it would be important in the future, or especially like in literature classes, like really digging into material and engaging with it and picking it apart and figuring it out and like getting to have that creative process and that like deeper understanding of it was always, those were always the classes I liked the most. They were the ones I cared the most about the ones that I was like most excited to attend every day versus any class where it was like rote memorization. Like I always struggled in history because like some of the stories are interesting, but a lot of it is just like, okay, now write down this person's name and what they did and the dates through which they were alive. And you're like, all right, I'm going to have to memorize this at some point. (laughs) That's going to suck. This name goes with this date. Don't know what happens in between, (laughs) but I know this much. Yeah. Um, And then I know in high school when I took AP US history was one of the first times a history teacher was really able to get us to engage with the text and think more critically and thinking more about it like in context and like what does this mean on a larger scale not just for this incident but also for your life today and for the future and like are there any things going on today that you can relate to this yeah. and that kind of a approach finally made me go like oh wait <laughs> this is why history was important the whole time yeah it doesn't matter what year this happened. <laughs> I was going to cite something in particular. It doesn't matter. But 1492, Christopher Columbus. Very but, good. <laughs> you're right. But um, it doesn't matter objectively what date that that happened on. It only matters what that means in the larger scale of things and then where we fall into it and how we can interpret that to make things better going forward. And putting that in perspective was awesome. That was like the first time I really like fully engaged with history and like got passionate about it. Yeah. I would hope that now when te- when kids are learning history or even I, I would say any class, but I would say especially history, I would hope that they use a lot of the platforms, even like TikTok mm-hmm. or the oh, documentaries yeah. that are on HBO Max, because I'll go back and rewatch those and I'll be like, I did not yeah. con- 